What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the Take 5 Podcast. I'm Aaron Action. I'm Trex Nasty. Today's guest is an old friend and rock and roll fan, Dustin Strickler. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for y'all having me. Today's topic uh, is top five underrated Hollywood bands. Dustin, do you have an open statement? No, let's get it rolling. All right, what's your number five? Number five, I got a salty dog. Um, they were, you know, Hollywood band. I know you had mentioned to me that uh, you're supposed to have, uh, you know, scheduled Michael Hannon. Yeah. Coming on. He was the bass player in that band. Yeah. Um, from Columbus, but went out to Los Angeles and, you know, did some music stuff. And Salty Dog got signed to Geffen in 89. Now, that album, first album came out in 90. And uh, I, they just, you know, Geffen Records, huge thing, but I think they're pretty underrated. You know, yeah, the, for the, sure. Um, and I, I love that first album. The drummer, Kurt, on that album, you know, I dabble with drums. I do amazing drummer. Um, but, yeah, that's my number five, Salty Dog. Awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. Trex, what'd you have? Precious Metal, a girl band. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I remember, like, one video from them I seen years ago, and it was good. All right. Right on. All right, my number five, Bang Tango. Yeah. They had yeah. their first album, they had like a couple hits, but it was never, I mean, they were never like a headlining act, you know, like um, they were kind of, they were labeled as like the hair band, but they were more kind of like funky, you know. I then, agree. Then their second album was, it was like kind of goth, but it still had like the funk sound, but they, I thought they were really good. That first album was pretty amazing. Mm hmm. Did you ever like them, Dustin? Uh, I like the. I wasn't huge into them, um, but I did like some of the stuff off that first album. I know they had that uh, the video for what someone like you. Yeah, that song's that, amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, that's kind of the thing too. Is like you touched on like they didn't fit in exactly with what most people know is like the hair band stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing with the L.A. scene and the Hollywood scene. It it, it that it really goes beyond that. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, yeah. So that's yeah. It's funny because like I never got to see them back in the day and I saw them several years ago. And um, there's a couple songs that like in X bands, we would we place a couple of their songs as covers. So I can I can sing like the dude. Yeah. So they um they had the song Breaking Up Heart of Stone on their playlist, on their set list that night. And but they didn't play it. And I was like, You gotta play this. And he goes, um, he goes, All right, but you gotta sing it. I was like, Bet. Oh, so no, like, I got, I Joe, actually got that, to Joe, sing it. Huh? That the singer that is his name Joe was stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, he, he let you do that's cool, man. Yeah, he um he gave yeah. me the mic and I sung it. There's a picture of me on um Facebook. Leanne took the picture. Of uh, okay. me singing it. And they were like, oh, that was awesome, dude. Because that was one of the songs I, you know, that we did. So I thought that was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Dustin, we have for number four. I've got a Little Caesar. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah, it's on my okay. list, too. Okay. Yeah, they, once again, definitely underrated. Uh, they were one of those bands that, you know, were around for a while. And 
you know, went through that whole scene and ended up getting a record deal and not much came out of it, you know, similar like salty dog. And that's, that's kind of what I was touching on with like underrated bands, you know, bands that got record deals Mm -hmm. and had a record or two come out, but yeah, you know, but yeah, little Caesar, man. That first album was awesome. I like his voice. Oh yeah. Did you ever get to see them? No, no. Uh, see, I saw them with Kiss and Slaughter. Uh, it was supposed to have been Five okay. Pussycat, but they canceled and Little Caesar played. So it was cool because that's the only time I got to see them. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's awesome. a good choice. That was, that was on my list. So I will change my number four when I get there. All right. Okay. Tracks, what do you have for number four? Dogs and more. Uh, I always like them because they, I love their uh, song, um, When It Pours. But they were they were an LA band. They were they were, um, said, they were English. Yeah, said, I think they came to LA, like kind of like what we talked about with another band earlier yeah, when we were yeah. talking. Um, and one of the dudes from that that was in that band at one point was in like an early version of LA Guns too, before like with the uh Paul Black singer. Yeah. I forget his name right now, but he was the the other guitar player in Ellie Guns and Mick Cripps played bass. Yeah. So I think some a version of that band I think did like do some shit in LA. All right, right on. I mean, I knew they were uh, they were British. I didn't know that they were part of that. I mean, that's cool though. That's yeah. good, good pick, Trax. All right, my yeah, number yeah, four yeah. was Little Caesar. So I'm going to switch it out. Okay. I'm put Hurricane. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead. You, you say something? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, which you, you might, I'm not trying to step on your toes, but uh, oh, you're fine. The, the singer is the dude that's been the, does vocals for Foreigner now. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cavazzo's brother. And Sarzo's and, uh, brother. Yeah. And Sarzo's brother, right? Yeah. yeah Cavazzo and Sarzo. That's crazy that two dudes from Quiet Riot. Who's young brother in a band together, you know, like later yeah. on. Yeah. 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 They were good. I, um, I saw them first time I've ever heard of them. They opened up for Striper on two health, the devil tour. Oh, okay. And they opened up and then Striper came back again a couple years later on the, in God we trust tour. And, um, once again, hurricane opened up for them, you know, that, that was cool. But yeah, like the first that EP was really good. And that first record was really good. Yeah, I definitely had that first record, the one came out in like eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, over yeah. the edge. Is that the one yeah. you had? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great record. Yeah. All right, Dustin, what was your number three? Number three, I had um, Johnny Crash. I knew that was on there. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that, and that was one you guessed right. Um, yep. Similar thing, you know, another band got a, you know, major record deal. Um, and after that one, they actually, those guys did that, uh, was on the Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood in 1990, the summer of 1990. Yeah, I remember that. And then they actually did, they did a video for, you know, the song, Hey Kid. That's what a lot of people might remember. Mm -hmm. Um. and then they got dropped from their late. Well, they recorded a second record, and the second record was right. Matt Sorum played drums on it before oh, he got 
before he got into Guns N' Roses, and uh, the dude's name's escaping me right now that plays piano in Guns N' Roses. Dizzy Reed? Dizzy Reed. Dizzy Reed and Matt Swarm were in a band together before they both got into Guns N' Roses, and Dizzy Reed even played on that second Johnny Crash record. Oh, damn. See, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, but Matt Swarm played drums. It's online there, um, and I think it's called Unfinished Business. Yeah, it um, is, yeah. And, a, and another label put it out like 10, 15 years ago, something like that, like maybe a European label or some independent label, but it never came out as their second record with I forget what – which of that major label that they were on, you know, back in like the early nineties, but yeah, Johnny Cratch. That's awesome. All right. Check. So what was your number three? All right. Pretty maids. Yeah. Because the future Who? world was a oh, pretty, pretty maids. Maid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Future world was an amazing song. And that was, yeah. a, that was a band that should have went further. Yeah. They're still <laughs> around too. Yeah. It sucks that they're still around, but they're not big. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they were. I like that dude's voice too. Yeah, I love the guitar playing in it. Yeah. All right, my number three, Dustin. We've talked about this band before, Wild Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that another first album was so good, man. Yeah. Like I, they um, came along. I mean, they that album came out. I think too late in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how most of those bands were, man. They they would have came out like. Two or three years before that, it probably would have been yeah. big. That album's really good. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people said, that similar thing. Like, if that had come out three, four years earlier, they probably would have been bigger. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I seen them at the Rosa, and that show is on YouTube. I think we've talked about yeah. that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, I think after that, they changed their style. I think they went kind of grunge or something, you know? And, yeah, like, that was, yeah. Yeah, but... That wasn't very good, but that first album, I mean, all the way through, was really good. Hang on, Lucy. Oh, man, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, there, there were some other good songs in there that I remember. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, good good pick, man. All right, what would you have for number two? Rock City Angels. Um, yeah. that they Another band that signed to Geffen Records, um, did one album, came out in 88. Um, did a video, um, and you know the thing with those dudes is uh, kind of what ties into with Johnny Crash a little bit too. Is uh, that band originally came? To, we kind of talked about this. Came from Florida to you know Los Angeles to mm-hmm. make, you know make yeah. it or whatever. And uh, yeah. the drummer they came with, I believe, from Florida was the dude that ended up in Johnny Crash. His name Punky. And then the word is also that Johnny Depp came with them, was in the band, came with them from Florida. Oh, and wow. then Johnny Depp got into the acting thing, yeah. being the Los Angels. So that's where a lot of his tie comes in to being a musician and playing guitar. Is he had some sort of tie with those Rock City Angels dudes. I think I have heard that before, yeah. Yeah. All right, Trex, what was your number two? Number two, Babylon AD. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the, the first time I've heard of them is the RoboCop movie, the part two. 
but they were fucking amazing and they just never went further. Yeah. Yeah, they they were known as the Robocop band. Yeah. 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 It's probably what killed their career. And I don't know, man. That's probably I think that's probably helped them. Yeah, I agree. And they were one I know we kind of talked about this. We touched on this when you and I they were actually from San Francisco. Um and I think they got signed out of L.A. kind of thing. But they were definitely a California band. And uh, I did see them in the summer of 1990. I was in Texas because I had family that lived in Dallas. And uh, them and uh, Trouble Tribe played together. And then I went and saw. Nice. Yeah, I seen them at the Newport. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were, yeah, and they were that good. that first album, I loved that first album, man. Yeah. It's just the self-titled, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they for did sure. The second album, at least one other, if not, like, maybe three, but that first one with Bango the Bells. And yeah, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the jam. It goes yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good I'm, pick, man. Yeah. All right, my number two, this band actually is kind of popular. Or they, they have a pretty big following, but I don't think big enough. Lizzie Borden. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh man, yeah. Lizzie Borden was like a following, yeah, yeah. But yeah, another one that all. I mean, hell, I think they were even like through most of the eighties in LA band. Yeah, like I think originally like on Metal Blade Records even. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and they're still around. I've been trying to get them to come to King of Clubs, man. You know, like it's one band I never got to see, and I would love to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had some he had some jams, man. And a great stage show too. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was real yeah. yeah, shock rock stuff. And they were one of the bands in that uh the Metal Years movie documentary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They did yeah. the Born to Be Wild cover. Yeah, yep. Yep. All right, Dustin, what was your number one? Number one, which I think you're gonna know, uh Four Horsemen. Yep. Um to me, personally, for my love of rock and roll and the style of rock and roll that I'm, you know, I mean, I I touch on a lot of different stuff, and you know that, but yeah. that band never got its due, man. And I'll even go as far to say, so they did an EP in 89 called the Welfare Boogie EP, mm-hmm. which was very ACDC-ish, Guns N' Roses-ish, which... I love that, but then they did the album, the one with uh, Rick Rubin. Do uh, nobody said it was easy? That I'll go as far to say one of the most underrated records in music history. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because you remember you commented on our underrated episode. Yeah, um, yeah, they that album was really good. Yeah, think like they came and went. Didn't like half of them die. Some of them, yeah, the singer and drummer, who the drummer was actually Chuck Biscuit's brother. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, Chuck yeah. Biscuit's brother. Um, yeah, they both did pass away, but that was even after the band had broke up or whatever. Yeah. But um, I think they fell into the same, just kind of came along too late, you know? Yeah. 91, 92 is when the start of 92, 93, it was pretty much a rap for a lot of those bands, you know? Yeah, that, that, that was a great record, man. Yeah. I mean, right. I still listen to it religiously. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Tracks, what was your number one? All right. This is this is uh something that Aaron probably never would have guessed. Kick at kick Tracy. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. I don't need no rules. Yeah. Yeah, they, were, they weren't bad. They, they, were, uh, they were late. They were early 90s, too, so that's probably yeah. what killed them. And see, there's something I thought you would have picked, so I I didn't put it. Well, I'll get to that eventually. But, okay, my number one was Nitro. Oh, I was going to pick yeah. them. So yeah. over the top, but, man, they were so good. Uh, yeah. Like, their first record is like super fast. I mean, almost thrashy. It was so fast. OFR. Yeah. 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 Man, yeah. it was like I remember people used to call them like the glam thrash or something because like, man, it was just yeah. it was ridiculous though. I mean, the, the vocals, yeah. the guitar playing was just so ridiculous. It was like cheesy in a way, but it was yeah. still I still really liked. It. Well, I think that was the purpose for them to be so over the top. You yeah. Know? It worked. They were showing their talents. Yeah, because yeah. they were real talented musicians, and they were just showing it. Yeah, yeah. Michael D'Angelo, like he's real good on guitar. Jim Gillette was great on vocals. Yeah, like they they wanted to prove that they they were the best of that that style. I remember seeing them. Um, I seen them a couple of times at the Al Rosa, and okay. the second album, um, he gets he does like a lot of deep vocals. And it was so loud that the bass and his vocals, man, is like it was like shaking everything. I mean, you could like you can feel it. It was crazy, man. It was like, damn, that dude's to be able to sing like that live, you know, not too many bands can sound good live. Man, it was it was crazy how well he sounded. Yeah. And of course, um Angelo had the the four neck guitar and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a fun show. That's another band that came out too late, kind of came and went. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they were more known of like a almost like a novelty act, pretty much. Though. Hey, Dustin, you have any honorable mentions? I do. The one honorable mention. Well, I'll have a couple here because we kind of touched on it, and they kind of tie in together. Uh, so the first one is uh the Hangman. Oh uh, yeah, the Hangman. Same thing. Had a uh, debut record. Came out on Capitol Records in like '89. They were, you know, an LA Hollywood band. Played all the dive bars, clubs, and shit. But wasn't a Sunset Strip band. Mm-hmm. They, they they weren't a part of that thing. They were the more underground and um and how they I I knew of them, but so I get super nerdy and I'll hit up dudes like on Facebook or Instagram who were in bands that that I love and hit them up and see if they mm-hmm. want to talk and ask them. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, I don't know, about a year ago, uh, talked to Chris Gates, who is yeah. the founder and guitar player from Junkyard. Um, and Junkyard being, which I thought you you thought was going to be on my top five. You love Junkyard. Mention, but the reason I didn't put them in my top five is because I didn't think they were underrated. Really? Yeah, I didn't think they blew up like, but I think compared to like, I mean like, like, yeah, I mean I, you know, they did a couple albums both on Geffen, they did a lot of touring, so 
I think they rode that for me that fine line of underrated. Still one of my all time favorite bands. Love that mm. first record and even most of the stuff they do now. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. So I, you know, so yeah. Back to I, uh, you know, hit up Chris Gates and he and I, he, you know, he was very welcoming and entertaining to all my nerdy questions and uh one of the bands that was brought up was the hangman which those were like some of their dudes and that was one of the bands he even said was like that he thought should have went you know on to bigger shit than than what they did and that was coming from somebody that was a part of that scene during that time yeah another band mentioned in that same conversation um which was a band called Little Kings. So we talked about the Hangmen and Little Kings, but I knew of the Hangmen and I did like that first record, um, that Rotten Sunday songs on it. Um, so yeah, Junkyard, the Hangmen are my couple honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I guess, like, um, you look at underrated different than I do. Um, yeah. Kind of, I know you're, you're into like labels and all that kind of stuff, but like me, I kind of go by, draw you know like um kind of like the places that they would play because I, I would yeah. even say like la guns is underrated even though every you know if you're into that style you know la guns but la yeah. guns was never like um arena act you know same with faster yeah. pussycat you know and i don't disagree with that that in general that faster pussycat or la guns are underrated but as far as bands that came out of that Hollywood LA scene, yeah, like Faster Pussycat, LA Guns are going to be in most people's immediate. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so See, that's, that's why, why I wouldn't call them like underrated. Yeah, for that reason. I get that. That's that's why they weren't on my list because if you're into that music, you know those bands, right? So, but when like we bring that. up bands like like you bringing up, you know, Nitro or Trex, you know, with uh, uh the the girl band it's escaping me right now yeah, precious precious metal. Metal. yeah like that shit that was like that was there that was underrated pretty much and it didn't even get airplay oh yeah one of recognized on a lot of levels yeah see because then i'm um, going that route then see then bang tango wouldn't really be underrated right is that how you're kind of sort yeah of, that's why yeah i wouldn't in uh yeah, I, I agree with that for that for the reason for the explanation that I gave. But once again, like you said, you know, we can debate it and discuss it, but nobody's wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what's good. I mean, we can you know we can debate all yeah. day long, and that you know neither one of yeah. us are right. You know, yeah, nobody's well, it's that nobody's necessarily wrong. Yeah, know? same thing. Like I said, you know, with Trek saying you know dogs do more, like they didn't necessarily come out of L.A. or Hollywood, mm -hmm. but yeah totally get why they were a part of it yeah 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 i mean maybe yeah. yeah so that's why i don't disagree and like babylon ad2 like say and you and i talked about jet boy yeah and i told the jet boy were from san francisco but i think when they got signed they were got signed out of that la steam mm -hmm. but, but they were actually from san francisco you went back on the western civilization movie right yeah yeah well, you know, one band I would never consider the L.A. strip scene, but was in it in that movie for the L.A. strip scene, Kiss. Well, yeah, and there was that band Seduced, who were from Detroit, and yeah, again, they were a band that came just. But like they were considered it. 
even though they weren't really from it. Kids yeah. are, they're, you know, from New York. Yeah, and Poison were not. They're those Pennsylvania. Dudes came from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And yeah. I said the Rock City Angels dudes came from Florida. But it's like Sunset Strip is like where they went to make it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right. I treasure that. They wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, not really. You don't have any? None. This is a short notice. I well, I got a couple. Here's one. I can't believe you didn't say this would have been my number one. Pretty boy Floyd. Oh, I didn't even think about it because you know we've been discussing that's another band like, that came out too late. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if they would have came out two or three years earlier, they they probably would have been a huge. I mean, they had the love. They you know they had the sound. You know, like they had the power ballads, which you know made all those bands big at that time. But yeah, like they they came out too late and they kind of. Became a forgotten band. They put out like one album in what thirty years or something, you know. And like, and yeah. I mean, and they're still good. I mean, we seen them last month. They were still good, and they were yeah. like, oh yeah, from that Sunset Strip scene. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like I said, you know, a few dudes that I talked that you know, I got nerdy and hit up about that. That like Chris Gates from Junkyard mm-hmm. and Dave Lizmy. I even talked to from the Four Horsemen that the Sunset Strip thing was such a small part of what the whole L.A. scene really was, but yet that anybody outside of Los Angeles, that's all they really know it as. Yeah. yeah. The Sunset Strip scene, when there were so many other bands and so many other play- clubs that, and places for these bands to play. So when you would hear these bands would say, play like four, five, or sometimes seven nights a week, because there were that many different venues yeah. for them to play that frequently that weren't just the Sunset Strip being Gazares, Roxy, Whiskey, Troubadour. Yeah. It went so far beyond just those places, you know? Yeah. All right, Dusty, you don't have any more honorable mentions? No, like I said, the Hangman one, I, and I was talking earlier, I've definitely, since, you know, it was coming from Chris Gates, definitely mentioned in Junkyard. Yeah. Okay, I, I got a couple more. Um, this is kind of like Trex's Babylon AD soundtrack uh, band, Lion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. From the Transformers. The ones, yeah, I was going to yeah. say Transformers. Yeah, they, they were really good. Didn't Doug Aldridge play yeah. guitar in that band? Yeah, sure did. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you like something from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that movie sucked. But yeah, the soundtrack was good. Yeah, I mean, they that first record is really good. Like, I remember they had a video for Power Love, which was really good. Well, thinking about it, another a couple bands, and I know one of your, uh, the Johnny dude that does this with you guys sometimes, or maybe it was you, Trex, in another episode, brought up Keel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. Keel. Keel's yeah. underrated as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, and another band, Rough Cut. Yeah. yeah. I had both of those for honorable mentions, yeah. Bullet Boys, that first Bullet Boys record. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. See, they were big, though. See, they. Yeah. Yeah. They were for that. And they did a couple records. But once again, I think they're one that until somebody says their name, they're like, oh, yeah. 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 And also, like, what did they sing? You know, like. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you play, oh, I've heard this before. But yeah, they, they right. may not know by the name. Like, everybody knows Smooth Up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, kills coming, right? 
No, I had no clue. Yeah, he's playing. He's king of clubs. He's doing all of his like Steeler and Kill and. Now is it with other dudes that were in Keel? Probably not. It's probably oh, just Ron Keel doing. Yeah. Fights. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But that's that'd be pretty cool. That'd still be a good yeah. show to see. Yeah. All right, I got a I got a couple more. Because Love hate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Came yeah, along too late. Yep. And kind of similar along the lines of Bang Tango. Yeah. I get know. them confused sometimes because they're about the okay. same style. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I like his voice too. The thing is, with him, he's kind of become like a a fill in for bands. He's, he's played for Rat, LA Guns, and you know, he's like Quiet Riot. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's always doing these other bands. Like, I like his voice, but um, yeah, I mean, they, that's everybody's go to guy. I right? heard crazy. I watched a, I don't know, a year or so ago, a crazy story about that. Jizzy Pearl, when, uh, it was probably that first Love Hate album, or if they did a second one, where they did this thing to, to as a, I don't know what to call it. Like they wanted to get some. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Where he hung himself from the Hollywood song. Yeah. And got and arrested. Got stuck, yeah. Got yeah. stuck on the motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> got stuck yeah. That, on it. The, the noose yeah. is on. The noose footage is on YouTube. Yeah. I've watched it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that's what he, I think he said is a, a news helicopter happened to see it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like their plan, but he was up there way longer than what he he they intended to be. They thought he was going to, yeah, like, you know. But yeah, he was up there for I don't know, maybe a couple hours or something. Yeah, like, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> All right, I got one last one. This wasn't ri- originally a California band, but they are known from that. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mean a Steve Rochelle, he'll he's proud to be from the Sunset Strip. You know what I mean? He. Yeah. yeah. He's always yeah. on like those documentaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was never the biggest fan of him until we seen him a couple years ago. Right tracks. Right. Yeah. Man, they they yeah. He, they were fun live, man. Like yeah, um, he was he, he was, was entertaining. He's like cracking on us and shit. Like Aaron had a Roxy May shirt, and he goes, "There's a guy with a Lady Gaga shirt." Yeah, he was like just going through the audience and making fun of her body. It's like it was, it was pretty good. Someone had a, had a like a suede leather jacket on. He goes, "Bon Jovi wants his jacket back." Yeah, he yeah, was dragging on people. Yeah, and I didn't realize for the longest that they did have a a major label record come out. Yeah, I I didn't know that they did. I mean, I knew who they were. And some of those dudes, like, were interviewed in that – we talked about that Metal Years movie. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't one of the bands featured, but I know Steve Rochelle and, the, you know, other dudes from the band were, like, interviewed in it. So I've known who they were, but, like I said, it wasn't until, like, 15 years or so ago that I even knew that they had a, a major label record that even came out. Yeah, well, they, they had a minor hit with – um I hate kissing you goodbye. Power ballad. Yeah, I don't see. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was the first record. Yeah, that I mean it was a. It was on like um, MTV, like Total Request videos or something like that for a while. I mean, it was short lived, but that I was like the like a one hit wonder type thing. Yeah, well, that, that's again, a band that like going back. You know, I didn't like back then because once again they came out too late. You no, know, I yeah. couldn't avoid. But going back is like that album is actually pretty good. 
Yeah. Once again, that's what really killed most of these bands is because of the the chains. Because yeah. then the grunge scene yeah. come out, and it's but, like but they were forgotten. Said, you know, a lot of those bands too were playing in LA for like three, four, some of them five years before they got that record deal. Yeah. And then the record deals start coming in 90, 91, 92, you know, like, hey, we made it and all, but yeah, they didn't know what was coming. That Yeah. Yeah, that, that era. Like was... the storm that killed them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, you're right. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? You got any got any um sunset strip stories, Dustin? Well, like I said, man, I love, you know, I'm fascinated with that whole scene. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love, you know, trying to hit, you know, some of these people up that, you know, were a part of it. And it doesn't always have to be dudes from bands. Like, you know, just hearing about like there's a guy that actually I'm uh who has a YouTube channel that I watch. He has an Instagram called uh, Road Dog 1985, and his YouTube channel is uh, Before I Forget. And he was a dude that in the night, I'm sorry, in the 80s, was a DJ in the New York City Long Island area, and then he worked for a uh, a record distributor and started to get known bands who were working through this record distributor mm-hmm. and tells a lot of stories on his YouTube channel. His name is Mike. Corky, Corcion, I think is his last name, I think. But um, he talks about, you know, meeting through working with this record label, meeting like Motley Crue and Rat in like 84 and has a lot of pictures of him like with like hanging out with Motley Crue and Rat. Y'all need to check out his YouTube thing called Before I Forget. Um, You you guys will be reeled in 100%. And then he, uh, he, he, back then, he knew Kelly Nichols who was oh, wow. living in yeah. Kelly Nichols was from New York and then ended up being LA Guns first road manager on their first tour. And he did it for the first couple tours actually. Uh, definitely their first tour. Then I I know he's about to post some stuff for the uh Cock and Loaded tour. Mm-hmm. So he was somehow associated with that. But one of his videos, which is kind of funny, because I know uh I watched y'all's recent episode that had uh a mutual friend, Rosie Luck, mm-hmm. talk, talk about Vinnie Vincent invasion. And uh, so one of the stories this dude talks about when he was a <clears throat> road manager for L.A. Guns on that first in 88 was um, L.A. Guns and Vinnie Vincent were supposed to do a run like four or five weeks of co-headlining, which meant they were switching off and on each night. Yeah. Wow. So they were sharing the bill equally share you know share on the stage equally etc it was mm-hmm. a co-headlining thing he was saying it only went two three shows i think where he said so those first couple shows the vinnie vincent crew and shit were treating him like shit not really even like, not even wanting to recognize that like they were wanting to treat it like no this is like our tour thing and uh i think they did cincinnati Another show, and then Detroit, and then he talks about in Detroit how uh, Kelly Nichols and Mick Cripps get into an actual physical fight with the, some of the road crew guys from Vinnie Vincent. Oh and, wow! Uh, that got it was it was done. He yeah. said they, they just went back to it was like that. Yeah, we're off this, yeah, and, and like that, 
anybody watching and you guys especially before i forget uh anybody that fucks with instagram it's a uh, uh road dog 1985 i think he's a cool dude i've talked to him a couple times right he's on. always welcoming uh and, and great stories man great stories yeah i know um i always say that um if i would have been I was born like 10 years too late. I would have been, yeah. I would have been Los Angeles, man. You know, I, mean, I was like oh, yeah. 14 or something when, you know, when the scene got really big. And so yeah. I kind of missed it. But I know we've talked about going to Hollywood, you know, for a show or something, you know, we've talked about yeah. that before. And that's what I do want to do with someone. And I have been out there and, uh, as nerdy as it is to say, I did, uh, go to the rainbow once yeah it was on a sunday afternoon and there was no one there which was kind of cool and yeah. the rainbow is known for its pizza so we got pizza and uh but what was cool the fact that nobody was there is i could like walk around and really look at shit yeah uh, and i have yeah. a handful of pictures some really cool pictures man right and if people don't know this most of the uh the hard rock uh cafes are like mimicked after the rainbow. All right. Oh, wow. Didn't know that's that. where they got yeah the inspiration. Hey Dustin, like, I hate to cut you off, but we got like less than a minute left. Okay. Um. So we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and cut it off here. Right, right on. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks again for y'all having me. I had All fun, right. man. All right. Five and out. Okay. All right. What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the Take Five podcast. I'm Aaron Action. I'm Trex Nasty. Today's guest is an old friend and rock and roll fan, Dustin Strickler. Thanks for coming on, man. Well, I appreciate you all having me. All right. Today's topic is top five underrated bands. Hollywood. Dustin, you have a pot. Yeah. Shit. Hold on. I'll start over. You're right. You're right. All right. What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the Take 5 Podcast. Today's guest is an old friend, rock and roll fan. Shit, I fucked up again. All right. 